You are listening to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. I'm your host, Tori Henderson, and this is episode number four. Welcome to the Supermom is Getting Tired podcast. This show is designed for moms who invest everything into parenting, but get overwhelmed, lost, and resentful. Listen and learn how to unburden yourself, feel calm, full of energy, and in control. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach, Teacher, and Recovering Supermom, Tori Henderson. Hello, how are you? I am doing so well. Last night I got to teach about sexual harassment, consent, and listening to your instincts to a room full of sixth graders and their parents. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun to make up your own job based on exactly what you want to do. (laughs) If your school is looking for guest speaker, call me. I love doing live events with kids and parents. But today, I'm going to be answering a question from Elizabeth. If you have a question that you want me to answer, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question, and you can send it in. I'll answer it on the air. But Elizabeth writes, I'm tired of doing all the work. I have three school-aged kids, a capable husband, a house, two dogs, and two pet rats. I signed up to be a stay-at-home mom, but the amount of driving, cooking, cleaning, responsibility, and work involved is ridiculous. I wanted to be involved with my kids' lives, but lately it feels more like slave labor. How do I get my family to pitch in and help me so I can get a freaking break? All right, mama, we hear you. I think every mom can relate to this to some degree. I could remember sitting around with a group of moms talking about where we feel not good enough. Some moms felt like they should cook more. Some felt they should cook maybe healthier. Some should clean more, volunteer more, earn more, entertain more. You name it, somebody felt bad about it. But what we realized is that most of our ideas directly correlated to our own mothers. So like if I grew up in a chronically cleaned house, then I kind of feel like my house should be clean too. But my mom didn't really entertain a lot. And so I feel like, hey, I'm super accomplished in that department. (laughs) So I, I just thought it was funny because like, think what a gift we give our daughters every time we drop the ball in more than one area. We're giving them such a gift. Score a point for imperfect parenting. But anyways, back to Elizabeth's question. I know it seems like overwhelming responsibilities are the problem. That if your family just stepped up, then you could feel better. But I assure you, this is not the core issue. I'm going to talk more about it. But I'm going to guess that if you had house cleaners come, and or your family offered to take over the cooking, or you just had a night out where you didn't have to think about any responsibility... My hunch is you might feel better for a little bit, but the next day your thoughts would wander right back to why do I have to do all the work? And the reason I think this is because I've just seen it so many times. So the parent education answer to your question of how do I get my family to pitch in more is to ask, assign, and expect. Ask your oldest to walk the dogs. Ask your middle child to take over folding laundry. Ask your youngest to empty the dishwasher. Ask them for help often. Assign them a designated chore and show them how you want it done. Create a chore chart, then expect them to do it. Just like you taught them to put seatbelts on in the car, you would do this consistently, calmly, with the same boring expectation every day. 
Pick up your shoes. Put your shoes away. Shoes. Hey, dishwasher. Don't forget dishwasher. Don't forget. (laughs) Sound familiar? That's really what it requires. So the answer of how to get my family to pitch in more is you ask them, hey, can you pitch in more? Tell them exactly what you want them to do. Assign it. Expect that they're going to do it. Designate it. And then just be really, really repetitive. But I know that this answer is not going to do it for you because the energy with which Elizabeth wrote that question, if you guys can hear it, she's not in alignment with her leadership energy, that calm, clear, consistent energy that shows up when your kid's about to run into the street. Well, maybe not calm, (laughs) but your kid's going to run into the street. You stop him and you say, no, we do not run into the street. And you're very clear and you're firm and you are in your power as a leader. Here, when she's talking about the house and it's like, oh my God, I have to do all the work and it's so messy and all this stuff. and Like that's not your leadership energy. So I know that the kids aren't going to really respect and obey it. And it's going to be hard for you to maintain it because there's something below it that we got to go check a look at. So even though it seems like them helping out is the answer, my hunch is that if they stepped up and said, oh, I'll take over for you, mom, I'll do that. My hunch is you're going to say things like, oh, it's more work just to teach you how. It's easier just to do it myself. No, that's okay. I'll just do it. He's not going to do it right anyways. Oh, she's so tired after school and sports. I feel bad for her. I kind of like doing it my way. You know, I'd rather he spend his time on his homework. You know, we find these excuses because the problem isn't the real problem. Life coaching answer goes deeper so we can get to the root of it. And here's how we do is we ask a question. So everybody listening who has ever felt like you're the one doing all the work, I want you to imagine how you would feel if your family suddenly swooped in and took over your responsibilities, doing everything beautifully and happily, okay? So they do a great job and they're happy about it. Now, my clients usually would give me one of two answers. They would say that they either they feel, oh, appreciated, grateful, so like happy and relaxed, or they say they would feel kind of lost and aimless if their family swooped in and took over all their responsibilities. They might feel a little uncomfortable because they don't really know what to do now. So if you imagined that you would feel appreciated, this tells me that you are not saying nice, encouraging things inside your head. You are not doing the dishes and saying, oh my gosh, I'm such a great mother. I appreciate me so much. I love the way I keep the house clean. I love the way I scrub the floors. My hunches, you are not doing that. And yet feeling appreciated is our responsibility. Like, Because somebody else, they could tell us 10 times a day, like, you're so great. You're wonderful. I love you. And we, you could just dismiss that and be like, oh, they're just saying it. They don't really mean it. (laughs) Or just not even hear them. Feeling appreciated is our job. And we have to, if we want to feel appreciated, we've got to do that with the thoughts inside our heads. So my hunch is that Elizabeth or you, if you're listening and you think you would feel appreciated and grateful if your family swooped in and took over, 
is that your thoughts in your head are filled with have-tos and shoulds, causing you to feel more like a slave, more powerless and imprisoned than appreciated. And so helplessness and powerlessness are like the worst things for the human psyche. So when we think thoughts that make us feel that way, we rebel against it. We don't like it. That's your instincts. (laughs) They're saying, no, this isn't good for me. And so, but instead of rebelling against the chores, we need to rebel against our thoughts about the chores. But if you say that with If your family swooped in and took over all your responsibilities that you might feel lost and aimless, this tells me that you have stopped growing. It's a very common thing for a busy stay-home mom to have happen, and nobody really talks about it, but we are meant to continually grow intellectually, spiritually, you know, push ourselves, challenge ourselves. And so if you get together at the park with other moms, you know, in when they're young, we probably are growing into our role as mother and we're trying to figure everything out. But as they get a little bit older, we need to make sure that we are still growing. And so, but other moms don't tend to ask that. Like, so what are you reading about? Or what are you going to learn about next? Or what's something that you're really enjoying right now as, as you know, a new and different hobby or whatever it is, we don't tend to support ourselves in personal growth. But if your calling in life was solely to be a stay-at-home mom, then you would feel fulfilled by the job. You can get tired, but take a night off. You feel rejuvenated and refreshed the next day. If you have a calling beyond this role of mother, then frustration and discomfort are what move us to take action. So they're very important, even though we don't like them. They're there for a reason. They're there to show us that maybe we are off track and we need to switch in a different direction. If you want to live a bigger life, make a change, but you aren't, then that endless to-do list is a really convenient excuse and distraction because when we do it, we say nice things to ourselves. Like, I'm being a good mom. I'm doing this for my family. I'm raising great children. And it feels sort of noble. And so we can kind of use it as a pretty good distraction for a while up until a certain point. And then our calling will start knocking on our door. So this used to happen to me before I started my business. I would hyper-focus on the dishes and how much I hated doing the dishes. So it was like I'd pick up one fork and put it in the dishwasher like, oh, I hate the dishes. And I'd walk away and then like come back later and do a plate. I'm like, oh, this life is so terrible. And just so much like inner drama, like making it into a bigger deal. I don't know that I ever like completed the dishes because I felt, I think I was afraid to feel that feeling of like lost or aimless. Like if I, this was my purpose in life was doing the dishes. And even though I hated it, it was my only purpose. That makes sense. So... Now, it's totally different. Now, I either do the dishes or I don't do the dishes, but I don't think about doing the dishes because my brain is so full of creative ideas and projects I'm working on and have a much more fulfilling life that this is not the central focus of it. 
So as you start eliminating the have-tos, the need-tos, and the shoulds from your vocabulary, you'll recognize that you are free to make a change. Now, this can be scary for a lot of people. So having a life coach during this stage is super helpful. And so you'd think being free is wonderful, and it is, but sometimes it scares us too. Because it's like kind of all on us and we have to figure out what's next for us and what we want. And sometimes that's a little tricky. It's easier to focus on what the kids want to need. So what you're going to do is you're going to start noticing what lights you up, where you get excited, where you feel jealous of other people and you think, oh, I want that. What seems fun to do, to learn, or to try? Make a list of 20 things that seem like fun to do, to learn, to try. You don't want to imprison yourself with rules and expectations. So that means you can't just be like, well, that'll never happen. What will people think? And that's what keeps you from noticing it anyways. Well, that's lame. You know, all the negative, critical inner talk, you just want to push that over to the side, write your list of 20 things that seem fun and keep it light and playful. If you figure out what your soul is calling for next, Write 10 ways to make it happen. You will be amazed at how easy all your responsibilities become when you've got something exciting to think about that you're passionate about and you aren't trying to hide from yourself, from your calling. This is also the perfect time to engage the cooperation of your family in the household chores. Once you know what you want, what your passions are, where you want to spend your free time, then you're excited about having that free time. You know what you want to do. And so it's easy to say, hey, everybody else, you're on for dinner. I'm going to go up to my room and I'm going to work on my project, my book, my craft, my art, whatever it is I'm going to do. I'm going to read. It's just so freeing to finally kind of accept what your calling is, and take action steps towards just pursuing your passion. And when you do that, it's much easier to engage the cooperation of your family and get them to pitch in and do chores. So today's Supermom Kryptonite is an obvious one. It is denying or ignoring your calling. We kind of have this perception that like our calling, like who we're meant to be, is going to come to us on this lovely little whisper through the clouds or like glide on a rainbow. (laughs) But honestly, this calling, when we deny it or ignore it, is the source of your greatest suffering. I cannot tell you how many clients I've had who say, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. And then I'll say something like, well, let's pretend for a minute that you did know. If you did know what you wanted to do, what do you think it might be? And they know exactly the answer. I've always wanted to be a writer. I've always wanted to be an architect, a park ranger, a nurse, whatever. They, most of us know the answer to what's next for us. And maybe it's just to get like physically fit. Maybe it's to go back to an um, art art that we used to love or play the piano again. It doesn't have to be a career, but sometimes it is to start our own business. But we fear self-identity and that's okay. I mean, I remember the first time I said out loud that I wanted to be a life coach, I started crying. (laughs) It's like, why am I crying? I was like, I think I kind of sort of want to be a life coach. 
And tears started coming to my face. Like, this is just normal, but nobody talks about it. So we tend to fear identifying who we really are, the essence of ourselves. But just acknowledging it to yourself is huge. So even if this just means saying in front of the mirror what you want, writing in your journal, this is what I want to do, to learn about, to pursue, I want to discover, whatever it is, take the time to acknowledge it and you will have a huge boost of energy. Which takes us to today's super mom power boost. Another burst of energy can come from eliminating these words. I have to, I need to, and I should. Do not allow yourself to speak them, but instead replace them with, I choose to, I intend to, or I will. I will unload the dishwasher. I choose to cook dinner for my family. I choose to pick up my kid at school. And remember, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to pick your kid up at school. You don't have to make dinner for your family. You don't have to pay taxes. There are consequences to all of those things, but you really do have so much more freedom than you allow yourself to have. I mean, I hear moms saying this all the time. I have to, have to, have to. But really, you don't. And just by switching the word and saying, well, I intend to cook dinner for my family because I prefer that over the consequences of whiny, complainy children, (laughs) then own it and say, I'm choosing this. I, I want to do this. And it will give you so much more energy and you'll feel so much more empowered in your life. Now, if you've got something bubbling up for you that might be a little bit scary, like, oh, I don't know, I could never do that. What would people think? I can't even think. If you've got that going on, or you feel like your brain is so stuck, it won't let you be playful and kind of dream, then schedule a free life coaching session. Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and you can schedule a free life coaching session with me because this is not going to go away. (laughs) I think that's the thing with the calling. It will always be there and you can distract yourself and you can pretend like it's not there and pretend like everything's fine. You don't need it. You're fulfilled at home, but I'm telling you, it's going to keep knocking at your door and it's going to start getting louder and louder. And then it's just basically then you'll have two paths of discomfort either the discomfort of denying your calling or the discomfort of facing your fears and actually accepting that this is what you want and who you are. So it's like, then eventually it becomes uncomfortable either way, but one of them is freeing and the other one will keep you stuck. So if you need help, schedule a life coaching call. Today's quote of the day is one of my favorites from Mary Oliver. She says, tell me, What is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Thanks so much for listening. Subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends. I would be so, so grateful. You have an amazing day. Want a free life coaching session? Go to lifecoachingforparents.com and schedule yours today. And thank you so much for listening. I would love it if you would subscribe and share these podcasts with your friends. If you have a question you'd like me to answer on the air, go to lifecoachingforparents.com slash record my question and you can send me a voicemail recording or write me an email and I'll answer it on the air. Thanks again. Have a great day.